Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Uh, I'm trapped in a, a frozen hell, uh, a winter wonderland gulag where uh, I can barely walk to the store. Uh, I can't ride a bike. Nothing to go do because pandemic. Um, it, it just every day we get like another half of the snow. And it's oh, just, you're still it's getting like, snow every day. Ugh. It's like like I there's icicles hanging off of my fucking balcony, like or the the overhang of my balcony. Yeah, yeah. They're seven feet long. Like it's just it like the, the cars can like barely Christmas down the alleyway. Size, my, like break a stereo yeah, icicles. Yeah, as my mother calls them, widow makers. Apparently, because <laughs> back in the day, people used to die from icicles impaling them. Uh, I, I still think that's an old. I, like I've heard that before. I'm pretty sure it's an old wives' tale. Like maybe one or two people. Like it, 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 the, the 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 bad luck you have to have to get impaled at the exact moment an icicle falls, like right above. The... You know, I mean, what, I how did, I how know, did but... Russia beat the Nazis? It was snowflakes, <laughs> literal snowflakes, beat the Nazis. So yeah, I've got like nothing. I've got like no. I haven't had like a fun, spontaneous, funny thing happen to me out in public. You know, right. like I haven't even had like a, a driver almost hit me with their car and, you know, call me the N word or something like that. Like that just nothing's happening well, because nobody's doing anything. Everyone's trapped. Thing you don't live in Freehold, New Jersey, because then you might have, had a, might have had a Jeep careening towards you at a you know, drunken oh, lurch, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about yeah. in a little bit. But um, Bruce. <laughs> so it's so yeah. time to uh, hot car car commercials. Right. So. Days. Yeah, so we'll we'll get into the we're, we're gonna get into the Super Bowl a little bit, um, or or you know just some wait. There was a Super Bowl. I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. Sports happened. Some sports happened. I mean, allegedly it was it was not much of a game, but yeah, allegedly they didn't they didn't like let people into the stadium or anything crazy like that. Oh no, they they they, they, they only let a few. They only let I think like twenty five thousand people. Oh, okay, people okay, into okay, the okay. stadium. Yeah, just you know, like you know. Uh, nine tenths capacity right we're, right we're, we're looking out for people um so yeah you know obviously the super bowl was this weekend uh most watched thing in america yada yada um i and i always watch it because i'm a football fan but it was you know the game itself sucked ass fucking you know maga chud tom brady won his seventh super bowl uh he's gonna be super sad now he doesn't get to visit trump at the white house he has to go visit joe biden instead for the first time um like but, you know the difference right no i mean he, he he fucking prominently displayed a maga hat in his locker out facing outwards where he knew he would get interviewed by the media so he definitely wanted to uh wanted to you know virtue signal there um mm. but fucking prick but he um yes yeah, so what they, was the name of the team he beat uh the chiefs the kansas city chiefs Oh, so we had a, a, the, the, a racist team name fighting against the most racist quarterback in history. So you know, feels, feels kind of like the presidential election. Ironically, they're racist, but they're the least racist of all the teams named after indigenous people because they're the only one. I th- I'm pretty sure they're the only like professional team that doesn't have like a offensive mascot. It's just like the the you know KC the letters KC inside of an arrowhead. Well, I mean, there's other teams that are just named after the like the name of the tribe, like the 
Blackhawks, right? Right, like right. That. No, Blackhawks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know it's it's not. It's all kind not, of appropriation. It's not the, like you know. the savages or the Redskins or the <laughs> right or or Cleveland you know, Indians or the with, the, the, the Wops or the you know the 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 Chief Wahoo the fucking the, the oh god it's unbelievable the fucking the 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 logo that the Cleveland Indians used until like 2017 basically oh, yeah. this really I, fucking racist caricature. I was watching that Netflix series about uh, like the five biggest film directors uh, in Hollywood during World War II going out and like shooting propaganda films for the uh, U.S. military propaganda machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they showed some like the Disney, like the like the real, the really really racist Disney cartoons from back then. <laughs> right. And you know, like they depicted the Germans as like, well, they're just all bumbling idiots, and like Hitler's the evil one. But the way they depicted the Japanese was they're all monkeys. Like wow. all the all wow. the Japanese are monkeys, and they can't open their eyes, and their teeth are are like hanging over their chin. That's it was that bad, right, you know. And right. and I thought they were gonna like totally whitewash over that, like just oh they didn't that was you know. And they they actually spent a good deal of time uh, showing like yeah they they totally double down on this shit. Doctor Seuss, you know, all these all these animators and illustrators and directors were just like uh, yeah the most disgusting. Wow. Thing and even and, and you know the thing was like Hollywood was like hey let's go all in on this and he, it was like the the Pentagon actually was like yeah guys don't don't do this racist shit because like eventually we're gonna win the war and we're like gonna have to be friends again at some point <laughs> like it was the Pentagon that was telling Disney stop being racist wow. uh, with with your propaganda like we're paying you to to put out war propaganda but like we're not paying you to uh promote hatred <laughs> which right. is it's like you, you don't think about the pentagon as being like the ones that are trying to like rein in the, the thing <laughs> yeah so, that's so when you know you're really series. fucked up when they're yeah, yeah. yeah sounds cool uh i forget the name of it um five <laughs> came home something like that meryl streep got it on like a uh, emmy or an oscar for narrating <laughs> the thing it's it's pretty decent yeah check it out um but yeah, yeah, so the game itself, you know, and of course it fucking starts with a just preposterous fucking, you know, nationalist jerk-off session like every sporting event. But it, it felt yeah, like the they, military planes flying over. Right. They had like the three that the bombers <laughs> fly over, which is, you know, super, super, fun, super fun and not at all triggering to anybody that's uh, they been. couldn't even get the planes to match. <laughs> right, right. That was, that was weird. <laughs> but, but I'm like... It, it's just fucking amazing that they that, like this is what they're spending money on as they're literally denying us the fucking two thousand dollar checks that they bribed everyone with to win the Georgia elections. They're spending, I think, seven million just to f- fucking fly three planes over a fucking stadium. Like, it it it, it, it just really shows you like the it, it was a great microcosm of just our crumbling empire and the you know the 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 way our the, our money is spent and all shit like that, but. Um, right. Yeah. No, I loved when I worked at uh, State Department uh, in passport services, when I had downtime, which was rare, I would hop onto our website and just kind of browse the State Department's warnings about, uh, you know, what countries not to go to. Right. Mm-hmm. And usually it was pretty neutral politically. But then you get to like the page for like North Korea or Iran and they'd like start to really editorialize. And I've mentioned right. this, be- I've mentioned this before, but right. it was like, you know, uh, you shouldn't go to North Korea because, uh, you could be arrested at any time as American. Uh, Oh, and also North Korea, uh, is, is the people there are going hungry while the country spends all their money investing on nuclear weapons. I'm like, Oh, what is that like? What, what would that, that be? Remind, I couldn't imagine what that would be like living in such a country. Right, right. Uh, where 40 million Americans uh, are on food stamp assistance because they can't afford to feed themselves because we pay people starvation wages. 
you know, <laughs> like right. I you know, I get like a chuckle out of it. You know, at the time I was making decent money there, so at least the you know government would pay me enough to be afford to eat. But still, right. just like just completely without irony. Right, right. Uh, you know, and, and of course now we've got Anthony Blinken who's like, "Oh, Iran's two weeks away from having a nuclear arsenal." Like, how have they been two weeks away from having a nuclear arsenal for the last fifty years? Right. Like, how does that work? It, There's got to be like two guys in, in charge of that department, and they just keep telling, "No, guys, don't worry. We're like two weeks away. We just need some more funding." And then, like fifteen years later, like, "What the fuck is taking? What is going on down there?" They're like, "Don't worry about it. We hit a couple snags, but we're. I promise you, we're like <laughs> right. weeks away. Don't worry." Well, Ayatollah is just like, "Man, if if I don't get some nukes soon, like, no, so, <laughs> Supreme Ruler, we we're so close. We're so close to having those. All right, but next week you better have something for me because the, the Ayatollah of Iran talks like he's." From New Jersey, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah. So speaking, speaking of people Jersey. from New Jersey, um, <laughs> we, we should talk about some of the. I was accidental tie uh, in there, by the way. The halftime commercials. Well, one in particular, because there's one uh, particular commercial that really just fucking like I, you know I had a visceral reaction to when I saw it for a multitude it of made reasons. Everybody mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody fucking opposite. liked it. Which is exact which is, opposite of what it was meant to. Which is actually really like proof positive of what we said about how nobody likes centrism and like how everyone's fucking either. You know, like it, it, it's just this preposterous, idiotic notion that that like because you know it, it's again it's a kindergartner's understanding of politics. Well, oh well, half of America are left and half of America are right. Therefore, everyone must love the center. It's like no, nobody fucking likes the center because you just you know you don't. Um, cater to anybody when when you do shit like that when when you you know try to appeal to the center. Um, but yeah, so I want to briefly mention uh, uh this ad by Springsteen because it's it, it, so he did he does this ad for Jeep right and it, well you know I'll just play and we'll talk about it. it, it it's really yeah, fucking well, preposterous. The whole ad's like two minutes long, so I think we were we were gonna play just like the first minute of it. Yeah, like yeah, we'll the, the really problematic parts, <clears throat> right? But and, and yeah, I definitely have a lot to to, to unpack about this. Um, I'll, I'll try to be as succinct as possible, but uh, yeah, let's hear it from the boss. There's a chapel in Kansas, standing on the exact center of the lower forty-eight. It never closes. All are more than welcome to come meet here in the middle. It's no secret. The middle has been a hard place to get to lately. Between red and blue, between servant and citizen, between our freedom and our fear. Now fear has never been the best of who we are. And as for freedom, it's not the property of just the fortunate few. It belongs to us all. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, it's what connects us. And we need that connection. We need the middle. So yeah, it goes on some more, and then there's fucking you know. I, I feel like it, drone we shots the, of the 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 part where he says, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but where he says the middle has been, you know, it's been hard to reach the middle, 
red states and blue states. He said that, yeah. Did he, did he say that? Yeah. yeah. It, what, it just what, lulled but, you to sleep. <laughs> the, the yeah, the tones. ambient music in the back. Fuck <laughs> uh, it. Yeah, b- between servants and citizens? Like, what the fuck was that? He's, yeah. he's implying that if you're not a, a citizen, you're a servant? What the fuck was that, Bruce? Did he not understand the words he was saying? So yeah, the whole thing is is stupidly written. And you know, look, we've talked about Bruce before. I, you know, I'm unabashedly a massive fan of of Bruce's music. You know, for the last, you know, uh, the music he's made. You know, most of his career, it's been fucking great. And you know, I, but I think I've we've talked about it on the podcast before. He's also been a multimillionaire for thirty years, and he just does not live in the fucking real world. So he. You know, and, and you see this out of other people whose art, you know, I respect also, like people like, you know, like a Robert De Niro, like like great actors like that who are, you know, great and have great pathos, but, uh, and great, you know, you think great understanding of like the human experience, but then, no. you know, you, then you look at them and you're like, well, no, but they've also just had millions and millions of dollars for, you know, decade after decade, and they just have not talked to a real fucking person you know, outside of the person that gives them their coffee in the morning. Robert De Niro holds an annual gala event, gala, whatever the fuck, however you say that, right. uh, fundraising event for the IDF. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like these people just, you know, uh, they haven't lived amongst, you know, real fucking people for, for, for decades. So it's like they just don't understand that they're coming across as the biggest you know, fucking pompous dickheads imaginable. Not to mention, you know, the idea that Kansas is like the middle of the country. We just did, we did a review a couple months ago about uh, the Showtime series starring uh, Ethan Hawke as um, uh, John Brown. Right. <laughs> uh, Kansas was literally like the, like before we had a civil war, Kansas had their own civil war over slavery between <laughs> John Brown and a bunch of fucking, you know, they weren't even slave owners. They were wannabe slave owners. Right, right. They just They're like, poor, they hoped they to, like... yeah. They, they, these were guys that like hoped to someday be rich enough to own slaves. Right. Like that, the people it's, that is so baked today. into right-wing conservatism. Uh-huh. They're like, well, I'm not a millionaire, but hopefully someday I will be. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. just like that mentality. 100%. It, yeah. That is the center. That is the middle of this country is that. Well, it's I... a nonstop war between... <laughs> white terrorism and everyone who's trying to survive white terrorism well it was also like you know obviously the the whole point of the the ad is like oh it's literally the geographical center and there's a fucking you know uh there's this little church in the so you know again this this appeals to nobody it's It's, stupid it's stupid it appeals to people like david axelrod that's the only people that shit like this appeals to just you know People... And it's a goddamn car commercial. I mean, right. on top of everything, it's a fucking car commercial. Like, you know what we need more of in, in 2021 is cars. Because, goddamn it, we don't have enough of them on the road. We don't have, an, you know, a, enough fucking vehicles belching toxic fucking chemicals in the atmosphere. We don't have enough wildfires in California. We don't have enough polar bears starving to death because the fucking ice is melting. You don't have enough of that. Right. Uh <sighs> So this fucking this, you know, and, and then and then on top of that, he's driving the goddamn Jeep with the top down in the middle of winter. What right. are you doing, Bruce? <laughs> Which don't be like, the fucking planet where you'd be fucking frozen to death after, you know, 10 minutes of driving in, in, in what looked like a frozen fucking tundra. Yeah. In the middle of winter. And then um, just the idea that Bruce Springsteen, a musical artist, can cut a commercial 
and people aren't just like, what the like? The, we're we're so fucking commercialized that somehow that's normal that he can just do that, and people aren't disgusted to their core. Right. Um. You got that Bill Hicks clip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and this, and I think Bill Hicks sums it up even more succinctly than we uh, could. I'll play this clip here. As soon as it loads. Well, here's the deal, folks. You do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call forever. End of story. Okay? You're another corporate fucking shill. You're another whore at the capitalist gangbang. And if you do a commercial, there's a price on your head. Everything you say is suspect. And every word that comes out of your mouth is now like a turd falling into my drink. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That about that's, sums it up. Bill Hicks, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, I mean, God, we've only quoted him a million times, but by the time I even know who he knew who Bill Hicks was, he he died of pancreatic cancer. He died at like the age of thirty four. Right. Uh, and I think that like the first time I heard about him was in the like the liner artwork for Tools. Uh, I forget the name of it. Uh, in nineteen ninety six album. Excuse him. No. No, I, it was. It said like another dead hero, and it had a picture of this, like a an illustration of Bill Hicks in like a doctor's office. And I'm like, we were all like, you know, sitting around getting high, listening to Tool. Like, who the fuck is Bill Hicks? So we like, <laughs> you know, this is this is like dawn of the internet. Like, you couldn't even download music yet, like, right. Napster or you know, Lime or whatever. Prodigy. The fuck. Like, like, that, that was like words. that was until like 1998 that right. shit came around. So we were still just like, well, it was Bill Hicks, you know. So like, somebody went out like went to the. Uh, you know, Virgin Record Store in the mall and like bought a Bill Hicks comedy album. We'd all fucking get stoned listening to that shit. We were like, holy shit, this guy's a fucking prophet. Why did the government kill him? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Uh, um, and yeah, no, I mean, there's like a, there's a reason you've never heard an REM song in a commercial before because that band has fucking standards. They have fucking morals and they understand that you don't fucking do a commercial. You can be an artist or you can be a fucking whore for capitalism you right. can't be both right right you would never hear if, well I don't, I don't know about now but but at least while kurt was alive you never would have heard a nirvana song in like a fucking tide commercial you know? oh yeah what was that movie that um nicole kidman and Eli oh Brandon yeah moulin rouge. moulin rouge right right uh yeah i i think somebody like conned me into watching that and I, like the minute i heard a nirvana song i was like nope i'm turning this shit off <laughs> this is fuck you courtney right god damn um so, you know, it's I, not funny, but, you know, it, so just to even compound this story, literally uh, yesterday, you know, so a couple of days after the Super Bowl aired and that commercial aired, um, which, by the way, yeah, like you said, was just routinely shit on by everybody. Uh, news leaked out that Springsteen apparently was arrested for DUI back in November, uh, you know, back in, in Jersey, <laughs> which is just, you know, the, the irony of all ironies, um, which is actually surprising because he's he's been pretty like he he's never been like anti-drug but he's always just been like yeah i never really got into that stuff and i've never really like you know he's never been like that type of rock star so it was kind of a weird thing to see that as like this fucking geriatric 70 year old now that he's starting to fucking you know d dwi um but i also well, they, they pulled him over because he was in a like apparently a, like a public park like a coastal state park or something like that that was closed 
So like it wasn't like he was barreling down the highway. Oh, or okay, anything. okay, yeah. I didn't even but he, you know, like he was in a park that was closed, and so like anyone could get pulled over. Right. He's like, Bruce, what are you doing driving around on fucking Thanksgiving weekend, drunk in a fucking park <laughs> in Jersey? Like, you really, no, really driving out to the beach in Jersey in November? Bruce, like, what are you doing? He's an introspective guy. <laughs> he just was was just sitting there staring at the uh, staring at the trees. Trying he was, he was trying something. to do like do some uh, research for method acting for his Jeep commercial. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, and I was saying to you, the funny thing is, like, you know that some right wing cop who was pissed off by that ad leaked oh, that yeah. out <laughs> because it was from fucking November. Like, if that actually if that hadn't been publicly released, you know, like on the on the you know the crime sheets or whatever, uh, th- that would have been a massive story. But it didn't leak out at all until a couple days after the Super Bowl ad because right wingers fucking hated it, even though it was, you know, extremely deferential to them considering they just tried to fucking like violently overthrow the government. Like, Right. And again, this is why you don't right. cater to centrism to attract people on the right because they will, it will, they'll never fall for it the way that liberals fall. No, for it. no, they will just be, they'll, they'll sense the inauthenticity of it. And they'll think it's a trap, and they don't realize that like you're rolling out the red carpet to like literally give them everything they actually want, you know, with their you know uh, crucifix, you know, flag billowing in the wind and fucking you know like rejection of all the politics of states. You know, we're just all about the heartland here, like literally <laughs> giving them everything they want in imagery and advertising. And and narrative, and they're, and they're still, still just, just like fuck, fuck you, Bruce. Right, <laughs> we're right. gonna we're gonna leak your rap sheet for that drunk driving. <laughs> so yeah, that that was a bummer uh, to see. The 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 you know the halftime show was fucking great though. The weekend was really good. Um, oh my god. Oh, you mean the uh, the communist China taking over our halftime show? <laughs> what was that? A Did thing? you see that? Shit? No, okay. no. So. Uh, you know, like they didn't do a stage show. They did like the, the everyone's performing like on the field. You know, which apparently somebody on Facebook, some red blooded God fearing American on Facebook, uh, noticed was very similar to the uh, opening ceremonies for the Olympics when they were in China recently. Because uh, how everyone right. like dances on the field and they're all synchronized dancing, all dressed the same. Because somebody on Facebook like posted a screenshot of all these dancers, you know, on on the field, not on a stage where Americans are supposed to perform, uh, dancing in unison, and he had he was like, "Buckle the fuck up, everybody! I'm about to pull the rug out from what you just saw." Because I was thinking about the Olympics, and then you know, like he goes on this rant, and I I posted a, a screenshot of it on our Facebook page, Move Left Idiots on Facebook.com, and I only included about ten percent of it because he goes into this like, just like almost 800 900 word long conspiracy theory about how the god spoke to him when he was watching this and told him that this was all prophesized in the bible as a warning against communism yeah wow i I hope nobody ever shows this guy the rock cats because he might have a fucking aneurysm like he just oh my god they're synchronized and they're dancing and or uh, i don't know the fucking military color guard going out there just a marching marching band (laughs) like what where do you oh my god you know in north korea every day at the start of the school day all the children have to sing an anthem to the flag Right. North Korea. Right. Because communism. <laughs> what, would, what would that be like? 
Um, but no, but the weekend was really good. And he, he's someone I've only started listening to kind of in the last like year or so, but he, he, you know, it, he's, he's like, he's, he's, I think he's much better than like typical run of the mill pop nowadays. Like he does have like, eh. yeah, I like that, that song he got all the awards for the first time I heard it. And like the second time and then like the third time I was kind of like, eh, and I like the fourth, it, it like the the re-listenability of that track to me dropped off quickly. The blinding lights or the yeah the the one in the video where he's driving a car at right, seventy right, miles right, an okay. hour on like downtown city streets. I was like, what are you doing? Like, I get the whole video is supposed to be about oh embracing bad behavior, but uh, people get killed right by cars. Well, the whole the, the, the whole album cycle <laughs> when he's drive had, like, like some that. weird like like thematic like story throughout all his music or some shit like that. But yeah, but um yeah. But no, in any event, um, but I did find it funny. Somebody on Twitter posted, um, because like they they always make a big deal of like, oh, the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show, uh, and then it's just a bunch of songs about Coke, <laughs> because every weekend song is about Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I can't feel my face, you know, et cetera, et well, cetera. Um, but yeah, so you know, we we've had a a lot of talk about you know why cars are bad, but man, I t- I tell you, like the. The Springsteen ad, as cringy as it is, um, you know, is still light years better than most car advertising. Uh, I don't know if did you see the the car ad with Brie Larson from Captain Marvel? Oh yeah, Marvel, yeah, yeah. I where see. she's like literally again like driving eighty miles an hour, screeching around corners in like a dense urban downtown, <laughs> right, like, right? Putting people's like this is I don't know. Did you know that? You know what the leading cause of death between Americans age two to fourteen is? Car accidents. It's cars. It's cars. Yeah. It's literally if you're age two to fourteen, the most likely thing to kill you is a car. Yeah, that makes sense. And you can't drive when you're fourteen, so that's other people in cars killing people age two to fourteen. That's the leading cause of death in America. The most dangerous thing you can do to your child is put them in a motor vehicle in america and then we have car advertisements like this this is an article headline and a byline here 2022 cadillac ct 5v blackwing is a 200 mile an hour weapon that's the headline you said that to me i was just like yeah and here's the byline cadillac's new uh, sport sedan hits like an artillery shell thanks to its 668 horsepower supercharged v8 engine the most powerful production engine in the brand's history. Why is it legal to build a car that can go 200 miles an hour? Well, you know, how you, is that fucking legal? Well, you know, in Texas, the speed limit on the uh, interstate, I think, is like 190. So I get it that it's like you know close enough. But well, I mean, there, in Montana, <laughs> there is no speed limit. It literally says really? reasonable. No, I mean, there's highways in Montana that that have no speed limit. It just says Jesus. speed limit reasonable and prudent which means that you have semi-trucks that are tr- three trailers long that are literally going 95. Wow. I shit you not. That's fucking terrifying. I like that. I would be... And I'm not, Meanwhile, like, terrified, sure, but that would be fucking terrifying. Like being Oh, yeah. Tra- like yeah. When you're when you're driving across Montana in the middle of uh, a Montana thunderstorm mm-hmm. and it's pouring rain on you like a hurricane and a, and a semi-truck that's three trailers long going 95 miles an hour passes you. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a... <laughs> enjoy right just just pull over and like end your life at that point right so meanwhile meanwhile we have you know in cities where where children live and play in the street and uh you know half the country resides 
we have, uh, you know, like e-scooters, right? That weigh about 30 pounds. You know, it's a little scooter. You just, you know, we've got a bicycle chair and we've got e-bike chair, right? Right. Again, about 30 pounds, a little bit more than that. Bike around, right? Well, someone decided that the e-scooters, uh, well, they go too fast. And that's dangerous. So we can electronically limit their speed to 12 miles an hour. And that's what cities are doing now, that that little 30-pound e-scooter can't go more than 12 miles an hour. Uh, meanwhile, a uh, 3,500-pound 2012, uh, 2022 Cadillac CT5V Blackwing can go 200 miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Um... <laughs> Crazy. Leading cause of death for American children. Yeah. By the way, that ad you mentioned, uh, Brie Larson does her her trademark, uh, just just amazing acting. Uh, it's, it's, it's uncanny that she gives the exact same performance regardless of what role she's in. Like, the exact same, just fucking blank, monotone, like, you know... I just I wanted to watch one of the like Marvel uh, press junket interviews where she's basically just insulting her co-stars and they're they're like like just looking at her like what is your fucking problem right. and I just wanted one of them I wanted like just you know Chris Evans or whoever just to, just to turn to her and be like why do you want to be here. <laughs> Like what? What do you you hate this? Everything about this you hate. Why are you here? You know, and, and like nobody will will just like uh, call out the elephant in the room. Like right. what the fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> You're just just so joyless and you know like d- never get the sense that because all the rest of them are like, oh, I love superheroes. It's so fun. I would do this forever. And she's just like, eh, right, eh. right. Right, just totally joyless and fucking devoid of any. You know, again, you just but... you can recast these people. You you could recast any of them. We got the, we got the multiverse now. You can just do like, oh hey, look, it's the guy from the it's the Quicksilver from X Men instead of the, the Avengers. You can <laughs> right. just he can just show up now. Right. Uh, you know, just get, fire Brie Larson and cast Evan Rachel Wood as Captain Marvel, and everything will be fine. Oh, so much better! Such a fucking better actress. Like, just yeah. just levels above. Um, Evan Rachel Wood's blank stare radiates so much more empathy and emotion. Or, I mean, if she wants to, if she's not radiating empathy, it's usually like you know she's about to kill somebody. Right, for, right. Dolores, know. like I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> right, but she could do so much by with a blank stare. And when you look at Brie Larson's blank stare, it's just like there's just nothing there. Right, like there's right. just, just it's <laughs> there is no dead emotion behind the eyes. Um, well, speaking of dead yeah. behind the eyes, we should talk about Nira. Uh, tendons uh, <laughs> hearing that's going on right Seriously. now. For, for, uh, she, she was, of course, uh, appointed by Biden to be the head of the OMB, Office of Management and Budget, uh, which controls the entire budget. for the budget. White House, not Congress, right? <clears throat> for the White House, correct. Um, but they work directly with the uh, chairman of the Budget Committee, who happens to be uh, Bernie Sanders, which is just, you know... Again, no one can tell me this is anything but a fucking intentional slap in the face of Bernie, you know, just to be like, well, you know, you shouldn't have run. And just to remind you one more time of why you shouldn't have run against us, here's the person that's just done the most disgusting uh, smear job of you in, you know, of of all the people like in the in the Hillary kind of... (sighs) 
<clears throat> excuse me, cabal of like fucking uh, you sewer? know hangers. You can on. just say sewer, sewer hangers <laughs> on, whatever you want to call them. Um, she might be the worst and and most disingenuous and vile. Like she just you know would just amplify the most fucking bad faith attacks against Bernie. You know, she would amplify the worst fucking people imagine, like just people who were just mentally unhinged, like fucking Mister Weeks, and you know, pe- like 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 that guy Dane. The same who was bought like, a truck to drive around New York <laughs> right. City. Right, he bought one of those billboard trucks to literally drive a truck around New York City, being like Bernie Sanders thinks ovarian cancer is caused by elephants or whatever the fuck it said on it. Um, like just totally unhinged, you know. He tweeted. He once tweeted that Bernie Sanders is a fake fucking Jew. Like he's just, just an awful, just like completely yeah, mentally ill it, person. And Nira Tandon liked that tweet calling Bernie Sanders a fake fucking Jew, and she replied to it saying "Happy birthday" to the fucking <laughs> lunatic anti-Semite right. who tweeted that shit. Right. Who 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 just like really should be fucking like monitored twenty four seven. Like just had real fucking John Hinckley energy. Like I just unreal that guy. Um. And, I mean, know. that's you can't uh, you can't call someone a fake fucking Jew. That is anti-Semitism. Right. Right. That right, is anti-Semitism. Right. Um, yeah. Even if someone is a, you know, if they're a non-religious Jew, they're still Jewish. Right. right. You can't call someone a fake fucking Jew. Also, he's not a Jew. Mr. Weeks, not a Jewish guy. He's a black guy. He's a black. I assume Christian. I don't know. Um, so it, it's, you know, again, like it would not be any better if like a Jewish person had called Bernie a fake Jew, but like, it's doubly bad that he's somehow deeming himself the, the arbiter of who and who isn't Jewish when he himself is not even fucking Jewish. So yeah, well, just he's banned from Twitter. So right. Te- yeah. Textbook anti-Semitism. But yeah, so <laughs> people like him, people like that Ragnarok lobster fucking guy that's, you know, prison oh, yeah, security guard guy that, uh, jokes about <laughs> raping, uh, Minors, not even teen, not Girl even Scouts, like right. teenage, eight-year-olds with Down syndrome, right. jokes about raping them. Uh, Nira Tandon, good friends with that guy, right? So she she's a disgusting person, and of course, you know, she uh, for years was just Hillary's like number one lackey. Would always be you know pictured behind her in photos. You know, eventually was picked to run CAP, uh, Center for American Progress, one of the most ironically named organizations in all of politics. Uh, which was basically just, you know, both a bullpen for the Clinton kind of, you know, uh, the Clinton rejects and all the people that they would pick, you know, pick and choose from when they took back power, basically. And also a way to funnel money through the, you know, th- that they've, you know, through the influence that they've garnered, um, basically a way to funnel money to and from them. So, like, you know, uh, of course, uh, Cap has taken millions of dollars from Saudi Arabia, from Israel, from all of these bad faith actors around the world but on top of that you know uh amazon google facebook uh fucking you know bank of america wells fargo jp morgan like they they, they just they're they're a funnel for dirty money into the democratic party that is their chief uh objective that's what they're there for that's what near tandon has facilitated her entire career um of course we saw the uh, WikiLeaks uh, emails that mentioned her, uh, you know, there, there's just uh, the one that everyone in particular always cites is, is where she basically just says, uh, you know, we 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 liberated uh, Libya and we're facing a budget deficit. Uh, you know, why don't we just take the oil? Basically, was was the gist of her of her uh, email, which is a war crime. You're, you're literally stealing resources. By the way, of a place that you 
quote unquote liberated, which now has open slave markets because of the liberation that uh, we did under Hillary Clinton's tenure as Secretary of State. Um, so yeah, she she's just an awful person, just completely devoid of any kind of uh, skill or knowledge or whatsoever in in the you know the chosen field that she's being chosen for, um, and. Like, it, it really seems like Bernie's just going to vote for her. Like, he literally could tank her nomination with one no vote. And, you know, the hearings today, he, he did kind of, I don't want to say go at her, but he did, you know, ask tough questions a little bit. And he mentioned some of the, the companies that Cap has taken money from and says, will this affect your um, your decision making? Which, gee, I fucking wonder what she's going to say to that, Bernie. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Of course not. It won't affect my decision at all. I mean, Bernie's just wrapped up in his legacy. He's obsessed with his legacy. He doesn't want to be seen as being the mean guy, right? So we got to rely on uh, Republicans. Foghorn, Senator Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> from the great state of whoever the fuck knows, uh, Van Tucky. Uh, I, I believe it, Kentucky or Mississippi. Yeah. So John Kennedy. I, I actually have a clip here that I'll, I'll play. Uh, John this Kennedy, is hilarious. This is really funny. Like, I, I got to give it to him because he's he's a piece of shit. But like he, for whatever reason, whether it's because he's, you know, friendly with Bernie as a person or just because he seizes an opportunity to get some shots in, like legitimately goes after Nira for shit that she's said in the past. And it's pretty f- hilarious. So here, I'll play that. I, I have to tell you, I'm very disturbed about your personal comments about people. Um. And it's not just one or two. I think you deleted about a thousand tweets. And it wasn't just about Republicans. And I don't mind disagreements in policy. I think that's great. I love the dialectic. But the comments were personal. I mean, you call Senator Sanders everything but an ignorant slut. That is not that is not true. And when when you when you said these things, did you mean them? I wouldn't have said ignorant. <laughs> Senator, I have to say, I deeply regret my comments. I understand that, but and when I you said them, did you them. mean them? I understand you you've taken them back, but did you mean them? I'd say the discourse over the last four years on all sides has been incredibly polarized. I'm asking about yours. Did you mean them? I really feel badly about them, Senator. Did you mean them? I feel badly about them. Did you mean them when you said them? I mean, I would say social media is a is is I Did you mean them when you discourse. said them? I feel terribly about them. Did you mean them when you said them or were you not telling the truth? I I, I mean, I feel badly. I look back at them. I'm, I said them. I feel badly about them. I deleted tweets over. Are you saying that because you want to be confirmed? No, I felt badly about them. And Did you mean them. them when you said them? Senator, I, I must have meant them, but I really regret them. <laughs> um, no, look, hey, credit to him for fucking insisting on an answer because she was just, just you know... What kind of child can ask the question has to be asked eight times in a row? Right. He asked her eight times in a row. 
And I love when he, he says, you called him everything but an ignorant slut. And she says, Senator, that's, <laughs> that's not, not true. true. <laughs> so is she saying she did call Bernie an ignorant slut? It's like, I've definitely called him an ignorant slut before. Uh, uh, listen, I, I have definitely <laughs> called Bernie Sanders an ignorant slut. That is completely not true to say that I called him everything then but an Graham ignorant slut. Then Lindsey Graham in the background, he thought he was off mic, goes, well, I wouldn't have, said, I wouldn't have called him ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> that's right you we can criticize bernie but we do not slut shame <laughs> right uh and then bernie at the end uh, cuts off the clip he goes uh well uh i don't really know what to say to that but uh <laughs> <laughs> senator king <laughs> i swear and, and then i forget the guy's name but the fucking one of one of my hmm. least favorite washington post guys was like uh senator Kennedy implies that uh uh dear tannin called bernie this and everyone had in the comments was like he literally said he <laughs> The opposite. Who is it? Weigel, he, Dave Weigel or someone else? Uh, no, it's some guy. The guy. I was looking for it here while we yeah, were playing the clip. And I can't um, find it, but. But just typical bullshit. Yeah, right. Typical bullshit. One of the one of these like mainstream reporters with long hair and like facial hair and like just you know <clears throat> like the the kind of guy that Michael Tracy wishes he could be. <laughs> um. But so yeah. Yeah. God, she's just so fucking insufferable. Everything about her, just even having to listen to her, I'm just like, fuck. I, I... But of course, you know what's going to come out of that is, oh my God, look at this white man pestering this woman of color. Like, just completely devoid of like, it, literally just like, like, do you, did you mean that horrible shit that you said? Like, which is, you know, and again, I, you know, I'm not saying that John Kennedy is acting in good faith here, um, but, you know, it sp certainly speaks to her character and her ability to, you know, control the entire budget of the fucking United States, um, you know, c control priorities when she's petty as fuck. Like, she, like you don't think she's going to give waivers and exemptions to people that she likes and, you know, come down hard on, on people she doesn't like out of petty vendettas? Like, of course she is. She's a fucking horrible, petty piece of shit. Like, she I always mean, has but, been. But like she said, Anthony, Twitter isn't the real world. It's not real. Twitter's not real. Okay, a character is what you do in the real world, you know, in your workplace. Like, you know, when you out a sexual, a sexual harassment victim uh, to all of her coworkers, yeah, you know, and things like that. Right. right. And Nier Tana would never do something like that a second time. Right, right. <sighs> so, uh, you know, as of recording time, I don't think they voted on it yet, but no, Bernie's it seems gonna like fucking... they're doing they're doing her thing in the morning and then trump's thing in the afternoon the last two days here right so i mean you know bernie's gonna vote to confirm her and like you know there's no excusing that he might not he might just he might just do i'll, I'll be very know, pleasantly surprised or... but but he but she won't pass without his vote presumably i mean unless he, she gets a republican vote which i would be surprised at because you know even despite the fact that she is actually a republican they all you know instinctively either hate her or have to act like they hate her because she's a hillary you know uh crony so but at the end of the day isn't progress when we go from uh you know a white man denying us medicare for all to a brown woman denying us <laughs> right right, medicare right. For all? I, I, like I doesn't that inspire you don't little girls little black and brown girls don't they deserve to look up to a woman like that you know <laughs> right. to say thank you nira because of you i can't go to the doctor <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah so i mean I, again i don't know you know I, I i would be shocked honestly if bernie i'd be i'd be very pleasantly shocked because like it, like you you have to have some fucking self-respect like i you couldn't get me to vote for 
I, I don't care who the fuck they were. I don't care who would have been, you know, the replacement. Like, that you could not get. Like, th- there's literally a thousand people who could do this job who are more qualified than her to do it. Uh, that Joe Biden could pick that would get con- confirmed. Seriously, I, I don't. What are her qualifications for this? None. None I, whatsoever. I, like, she's never none. managed. She didn't manage the, manage the budget of cap. Like, she didn't even handle that. Like, that wasn't even her purview. Uh, uh, Pete has more, uh, has more qualifications for, for Department of Transportation than she has for the budget of office management, whatever the fuck. <laughs> right, right. Office of, of staplers and paper clips. Uh, <laughs> we were... We were going to talk about Pete. I don't know if you want to jump in on that. Right yeah, now yeah. Or... Let's go ahead. Why not? Yeah. Um, well, because you know, you know how much I detest Pete Buttigieg. Right. Uh, I can't stand him. Everything about him is fake. But when Biden nominated him to be the head of the Department of Transportation, I was kind of like, huh? I didn't see that coming. Like, what's aside from being a mayor? Because mayors definitely have probably more hands-on experience with uh, how their streets are used than any other political office. Um, I was, you know, most people just instinctively were like, oh, fuck him. He doesn't know anything about, you know, whatever. And people like posted the trolley meme of like the trolley running people over and everything. And it's like, you know, despite the fact that trolleys don't kill anybody and it's actually private automobiles that kill 40,000 Americans a year. I was kind of like, all right, well, I don't know anything about, you know, what his transportation policies were as mayor of South Bend. Uh, I, you know, but I, I was like, okay, I'm going to look into it a little bit because, you know, I'm all about that uh, bike life. And, you know, you don't really know what somebody's agenda is when they're a cabinet secretary nominee. Um, but we do have his transportation platform from when he was running for president. And I, I read it and I was actually very impressed. I was kind of like, I, you know, he didn't really run on any of this. And if he had, I think he would have won over more people, uh, especially in cities, because he was really promoting transportation solutions to climate change that were, you know, rivaling Bernie's. Honestly, uh, and and really promoting public transportation, funding pub, uh, public transportation in suburban and rural areas, the places that everyone says, oh, but I have to drive because I can't take the bus. Well, he was like, well, here's a bus, <laughs> you know, like you won't be able to say that anymore. Um, and there was a clip from an interview he had yesterday that uh, was making the rounds and impressed a few people and uh i don't know if you have yeah, that. yeah i have that clip so we'll, we'll play that clip here. what's so the biggest about? way the transportation has been permanently changed by the pandemic it's too soon to know for sure but i think it's safe to say that our old patterns of life uh the nine to five monday through friday commuting patterns are not going to be exactly the same yeah and so how might that change what your staff does uh, you know we think trains planes and automobiles but uh, uh what about bikes scooters wheelchairs for that matter those are things you plan to pay more attention to absolutely yeah look roads aren't only for vehicles we got to make sure that that pedestrians and individuals and bicyclists and businesses can all coexist on the same roadway what's so yeah short clip but um you know bicycles scooters wheelchairs like right now there's so much fucking snow outside my building that if I was, you know, somebody that had to use a wheelchair to go to the grocery store, I'd be fucked. Yeah. I can't, they, like, you can't get, like, the sidewalk might be clear, but as soon as you get to the curb, it, like, narrows to a point where there's, like, a pile of snow, and there's, like, it, the path is, like, one footstep wide, because that's as much as people could, you know, be bothered to step through it. And I can't, you know, I can't afford a meal delivery service right now during this pandemic. I don't know anyone that could i would assume that uh, hopefully if you're in a wheelchair you have some kind of medical coverage but, but it's terrible for like we have you know. no municipal snow removal policy in this city 
right? So you just, if you, you know, you might have like someone shovels in front of their house, but if there's a building next to their house that's an abandoned building, nobody shovels in front of that building. Mm. There's no city workers clearing that shit out. Right. Right. So, so the fact that he's even talking about that, that like on a national, on a national level, that needs to be uh, a focus. You know, the fact that he's bringing it up on his own, um, I was like, okay, well, he he's speaking about something here that, like, no DOT secretary has really gone into on, like, a national interview. Now, you know, Ray LaHood and Fox and some of these other DOT people that were decent, um, they'd say stuff like that at, like, a ribbon-cutting ceremony where they're surrounded by nothing but transit riders. Right. But in a national interview, like, that's, that's definitely different. Um, and Democrats typically are better on transportation than Republicans. There are some Republicans that are like, hey, you know, we shouldn't be subsidizing Amtrak. We should just have private rail companies everywhere. But like, you know, at least they like trains. <laughs> so, well, um, yeah. So just a couple quick things. Uh, num- yeah. Number one, I'm sure uh, Lori Lightfoot's going to have teachers out there uh, shoveling, you know, the, the, the streets in a couple of weeks if, if they actually decide to you know, use their legally uh, granted powers of, of striking uh, to, to avoid being murdered by Lori Lightfoot. I'm sure that'll be their punishment. Um, well, they, they've come to um, a tentative agreement, CTU and CPS, regarding school openings. Um, and if the union's going along with it, we're going to talk about Karen Lewis here in a little bit. If the union's going along with it, that, that means <clears throat> that they got some major concessions uh, for the safety right. of students and teachers out of there because they wouldn't agree to it right. otherwise because, like, you know, thanks to Karen Lewis, uh, CTU is the strongest teacher union in the nation. Right. Uh, and they will strike on a dime. <laughs> right. Which every fucking union, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's the way we, we built fucking, you know, all the, the, the minuscule fucking concessions we've gotten over the years are because of super strong unions that just largely don't exist in America anymore. Um, you know, thanks to years of fucking neoliberalism crushing yeah. unions. Um but they no. might, though. Uh, the voting for this this Amazon warehouse in Alabama, uh, they just started voting. And they have between now and March, I believe, to, to vote. Yeah. And they can vote by mail, too. So <laughs> that makes it even even more likely they could be victorious. Bernie, However, Bernie sent them uh, pizzas to the picket line the other day. I don't know if yeah. you saw that. That was cool. So I, there was a video I watched yesterday about some of the union busting things that Amazon is doing, um, you know, because they have to have like 30% of all the employees sign union cards before they can have a vote. Right. As, as per the rules of the labor department. And then to win, they got to have, you know, like what 50% plus one majority. Right. But then what Amazon will do is right before the vote, they'll, they'll like bring in a bunch of new part-time employees and say, oh, now you have to have 30% of 5,000 people instead of 1,500. <laughs> right, right. And they're all like new people who have no idea about the union organizing that's been going on for months. Well, right? they could even, who fucking knows? They might even be paid by Amazon to vote. Like, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to do something yeah. as insidious as literally yeah. bringing or, in people. Or, or it could be somebody that doesn't even work there or right. someone doesn't even work for Amazon anymore. It's like, how do if you're a labor organizer, like, how do you, you have to go through and contact all those people? Right. And be like, hey, do you actually work here? Uh, no. Why? Who is this? Who are? What is? Right, the, you right, know? right. Like they, they can, they, <clears throat> and they have the power to move around thousands of people at a moment's notice. Right. You know, like th- those are, you know, they're they're just basically robots at that point, um, human capital. And so, you know, thankfully they all ha- they have you know a couple months to vote. They don't have to all vote on one day. 
uh, and the Amazon, by according to the rules of the Labor Department, can't interfere with the campaign anymore. Like they have to stop, um, you know, contacting the employees and trying to tell them not to join the union 24 hours before the voting starts. And then they're not allowed legally to do it. Right. The whole time they're voting, which of course doesn't mean that they won't. Right, of course it just means will. that illegally. Of course they, can't they do fucking it. will. But yeah, so yeah, you know, hopefully that works out for them. Um, but you know, we'll see. Uh, but no, for as far as Pete goes, yeah, I mean, and we talked about it uh, back when it happened. Not even on the show, I don't think we just you know, talked about it off air. Like, I, you know, again, I'm not even saying I'm not even speaking of the merits of what Pete's saying. I, I, my concerns were more with a. Does he just know the right things to say because he always knows the right things to say? Because, you know, we always have said that, you know, he's fucking Tracy Flick. He just overprepares for everything. He's not, he's not, he's just a fucking robot. Like, he he just says whatever he thinks is going to garner him the most praise. My concern is, is he actually, you know, looking to follow through on those things? Or is that just the focus means test, the, the you know, the focus group tested answer that would be the most popular uh definitely not the most popular in car america uh where you know bruce springsteen driving a jeep at the top down in, in kansas is considered to be i mean i guarantee that was the most focus grouped <laughs> popular answer was bruce springsteen in a jeep it's not yeah. hey what about the most vulnerable he, but he, road but he, users? it was vague I, like people that it seemed fairly vague. Like I, like I, you know, a car person wouldn't have been like, "Oh, well, he wants to take my car." Like from that ad, like I don't think that would have been threatening to us. If you read the comments in response to that video, he are, tweeted are they, out, they like, it is ninety nine percent. He wants to take my car away. <laughs> Fuck you. As soon as you talk about people, people who are pedestrians damage, like... allocating money to bicycles is a right. threat of death against people who drive their cars in this country because they bought a car. They got to pay for the oil changes, the parking, the insurance, the titles, the fees, the registration, the gasoline, everything. And the minute you talk about taking 1% of the funding for cars and allocating that for bike lanes, that is a threat of death to those people. They will go fucking berserk. And I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it with people trying to run me off the road and kill me. I've seen people try to hit me with their car and then say, get in the bike lane when there wasn't a bike lane to get into on that street. These people are fucking maniacs. Why don't you get out and paint one? Come on. Right. Yeah, and trust me, I've done that before, too. <laughs> I'll pay to the bike lane. Like... Well, not exactly a bike lane, but I've, I've done some things to uh, have a sort of an intervention on the street uh-huh, that we're... Uh-huh. Uh, for the sake of cyclists and at the detriment of drivers. Um, no, it's, it's. I mean, you, you just read the comments. No, right, it's, right. I, they, I, I, those people are just, I mean, they're, they're fucking like brain dead. Like there's no, you know, again, like you watch a stupid ad like that Bruce Springsteen ad and like we all fucking hate it because it's centrist trash and it's trying to appeal to right wingers. But right wingers watch that and it's like, the greatest affront to their fucking you know like it's sure it, it, but but the outrage is about the politics right. not the fact that it's promoting a car in no that's what i mean a, a, right a day and age when we should be doing everything except cars but they just they, right. they put their lens of, of psychotic you know uh, like you know fucking alt-right you know insanity on everything regardless of how innocuous or how fucking benign it is like you know it's just so because we've gotten like uh, eight feet of snow in the last two months there's nowhere to plow the neighborhood streets right so the the main roads are all plowed but here on the neighborhood streets you're on your own so everyone has to dig their car out right and 
there's nowhere to put the snow, so it just stick, sits in piles. And once you dig your car out, you don't want anyone else to take your parking space, right? Because here in Chicago, no one has a driveway. It's just, there's on street parking, and there, there's a few garages in the uh, alleys behind the houses. Right. But there's no driveways. There's houses right, are thousands like of inches. dollars to get an actual like nice premium spot at like a fucking garage somewhere. Right. So we have something here in Chicago called dibs. And dibs is when you dig your car out of the snow and you want to be able to park it there again, you put chairs or potted plants or any any random right. garbage from your garage. You put it in your parking space while you're gone to let everyone else know, I got dibs on that spot because I dug my car out of the snow. I'm sure that doesn't and cause insanity at all among people. It's, it's just there's fucking – anywhere you see an empty parking spot right now for the last two weeks uh-huh. in the city mm-hmm. – there's garbage in it. So that's that's dibs to protect your parking space. Now, keep in mind, even though you pay a small fee for a parking permit, that's the public street. Right. I, whether I drive a car or not, I'm paying for those streets. I subsidize those streets so that someone can litter it with their private motor vehicle. That's not their property. They paid like a, you know, a couple bucks a month registration to park on the street. But they don't own that street. They own the car. So I'm subsidizing that fucking car, and they put their trash in the spot to say, that's my spot. That's my dibs. I saw somebody put a fucking children's trampoline in the spot the other day. <laughs> like a little, you know, like a, like an exercise trampoline. You just kind of, you know, low to the ground. I'm like, oh my, this is the stupidest thing. So do people just thing. get out of their cars and toss other people's trash into the street and park in these spaces? Like, is that... Oh, no, no, no. Then you then somebody would have a fight. I mean, that's you, what I, mean. I could just you imagine. don't fuck with somebody's dibs. Right. Right. But it's like, no, I, uh, you know, you're going down the street and suddenly you can't go any further because somebody's blocking the street with their car because they pulled their car out of their parking spot. And now they have to get back out and go <laughs> and get some chairs trash. and put it in their parking spot. Right. So now you're waiting for them to move their trash into the street so that they can mark that as their their territory. This is the fucking insanity of people to drive cars in a city. It's just it, like you, it's, it's just, 99% it's just of the time it's sitting there not moving. Right. It's just like a miserable, like, I, again, and you know, I'm not a city person, but this is like, I would not want to fucking drive in the city because it's just a miserable fucking experience. Like, you're never, it, it's just net, like, it's just not made to fucking, yeah, I, you know, like to, to have to find street parking to then have to like fight for it. Like, it's just. Yeah, no, that's that, it. Makes no sense. It, it just makes, it makes no, no sense. sense. You know when they when they built the Brooklyn Bridge, and it carried uh, mainly trains and trolleys and pedestrians and horses. Uh, it carried about half a million people per day. Wow! And today, now that it's mostly cars, its capacity is only about a hundred thousand people a day. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. So it literally makes no fucking sense. Right. Like to be able to drive in a car in New York City should cost a thousand dollars a day. To bring it to be able to bring a car into New York City, it's just insane. It, it should like you shouldn't be able to do it uh, unless you're like can afford a helicopter, basically. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, as much as I hate Pete Buttigieg and and every word he says, I'm suspect of the fact that he would even talk about you know uh, in the middle of a climate crisis when we need need to break our car addiction, not not just our fucking fossil fuel addiction but our car addiction because right now our ev cars electric vehicles just to make an electric car is about 35 to 50 tons of co2 just to make it hmm. to say nothing of the of the fossil fuels it takes to power that battery right or transport so it, it, it is not a fucking right? solution it, it's just capitalism trying to say oh fossil fuels are unpopular how can we 
uh, switch to something else that makes a shitload of money and we have to, uh, you know, have wars for for lithium mines in Africa. You know, like the whole reason we have AFRICOM are, you know, the, why we have all these bases in Africa. Right. It's so we can make sure that the, the <clears throat> workers don't go on strike uh, and, and cut off our access to lithium mines. Yeah. Yeah. Because cars. Because cars. <sighs> well, you know, Elon Musk is going to famously said on Twitter, we'll coup whoever we want after we, uh, you know, pulled off a semi-successful coup in Bolivia that was, you know, overturned. Uh, a couple months later but um yeah you know look i uh, i just don't trust him and anything he says i what he was saying is good and i hope he follows through on it and like is allowed to under you know the fucking biden administration but um which is you know a whole nother monkey wrench but look that's fine as long as that's like his his highest aspiration uh which we know it's not uh as long as he just stays there and like does good things then that's great uh, stay the fuck away from the presidency. Right. Stay the fuck away from, you know, any I, higher all office. All the job really does is is doing those speeches, and when they finish a project, <clears throat> you go there with the giant scissors and you cut the ribbon. Right, right. And you the know, hard it's, hat, it's, which it's, he's going to look so fucking right. funny in because he's such a he's little so tiny. He's so fucking tiny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, the cities, it's the cities that want to build this shit, right? right. And they, they turn to the government and say, hey, we need you to, to fund it. And the government says, well, we don't have enough money, so... All you cities can apply for a grant, and we'll pick, like, the top two of you to actually get the money, right? So you need the federal government to build shit like that. And historically, the federal government likes to build giant mega projects because it's a bigger ribbon-cutting ceremony, and you get more union workers to pour more cement. But we don't need more of that shit. We need the small projects. We need the, the pedestrian infrastructure. We need to have curb bolt, you know, build-outs to slow the traffic down and so people in wheelchairs can cross the street safely, right? The shit that doesn't get you a lot of glamour attention for the ribbon-cutting stuff. That's, the, that's how you change the infrastructure for a 21st century to make a, a livable, walkable, breathable environment. Right. That, and that's the kind of stuff that if, if all it takes is the federal government giving the money to the cities to do it, then so be it. If that's all it is, then we just need somebody that has the political will to say the thing that the car companies don't want you to say, which is we need to prioritize people and not giant 3000 pound death machines. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I think we pretty much, uh, oh, and you wanted to mention at the end, uh, before we got out of here, the, uh, about Karen Lewis uh, passing. Karen away. Lewis, yeah. yeah. Um, so tragic news uh, uh, in, in the middle of CTU in another fight to save the lives of children. Um, Monday, yesterday, it was announced that uh, Karen Lewis, who was the president of CTU from 2010 to 2018, um, she was just an absolute champion of labor rights. Uh, she joined or was elected to CTU to lead the union uh when at a time when you know teachers unions were pretty much on the ropes um as were a lot of unions and in 2012 she led the union to go on strike for the first time in 25 years wow and and that was also not a legal strike at first you know a lot of a lot of unions especially teachers unions had to bargain away their right to strike Right. So every time they go on strike, it's it's an illegal strike. It's a wildcat strike. And they they could be fined for it. They could get, you know, ultimately fired for it right. um, by the school department. So she basically came in there with some very radical politics, basically a socialist um, and 
whip that union into shape to the point where now like they'll strike on a dime. They'll strike any fucking time they feel like it. Like they'll like, Hey, we're not going, we're not going to work. Right. Uh, and, and the, the, the city knows that. And it what you know, the, the effect of this was huge because you remember in 2018, we had statewide teacher strikes in, I had it here in my notes here. God, what was it? It was like West Virginia, Arizona, Colorado, Kentucky, uh, North Carolina, and Oklahoma. Statewide teacher strikes. Like, that is fucking huge. Yeah. Uh, like, th- I mean, th- that was... Just West Virginia alone was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then it just went right. state after took state off. after state. So, you know, and then she took on <clears throat> Rahm Emanuel. She was going to run for mayor against Rahm Emanuel, and she only... Uh, uh, decided to not do it because she had a, a cancer, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but she called Rahm Emanuel the murder mayor. She just flat out called him the murder mayor. Yeah, pretty apt <laughs> description. Pretty, pretty apropos. Yeah, well, at the time, Rahm Emanuel was shutting down 50 schools on the south side of Chicago. Right. Not even to speak of um, all the hospitals that he, community hospitals that he shut down. Yeah. Like he's just a or, fucking or, or monster. Or the fact that he covered up the murder of Laquan McDonald, right? Uh, literal, literally murdered. So it just, it just there's been just such a huge outpouring of, of support and, and eulogies for her, uh, and of course from all of the the people who are her enemies are now saying what a friend. Rahm Emanuel called her a friend. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck your side. Right, right. It just, oh, God. You know, you wait Absolutely till she's disgusting. cold in the ground to fucking start that shit. Unbelievable. Like, they, they've they just taken that, like, you know, I think, I don't know if he was the first, but MLK was one of the most prominent, you know, early examples of just, you know, liberals and conservatives completely whitewashing who somebody was and pretending like they agreed with them the entire time when they were opposing them, but... They've really just just accelerated to fucking warp speed the the whitewashing of of you know any dead revolutionary like to just be like you said like the the day she fucking like dies like they're just like oh yeah no we we love Karen Lewis I didn't I didn't all fucking hate her guts and try to discredit her at every opportunity oh he disrespected her every right. chance that he got um like we just berate her with profanities uh in in private and. You know, it was just, I, they, I'm just going to read a little bit of a eulogy here for, um, Lewis's humor was, uh, I, I don't have the author who wrote this, but I think this was in the Chicago Tribune. Nice. Uh, Lewis's humor and warmth uh, also allowed her to get, get away with espousing what were considered radical ideas at the time. Uh, she attacked the rich and the powerful who she saw as trying to insert themselves into public education through charter schools and other corporate inspired education reforms, reforms. Uh, Lewis also moved the union away from bread and butter issues like pay and benefits to broader issues of social justice. Under her tenure, the union put forth a manifesto. I love they call it a manifesto. <laughs> a manifesto called the Schools Chicago's Students. Uh, I'm sorry, the Schools Chicago's Students Deserve, that laid bare the wide distance between what CPS said it should provide students and what it does. This uh, <laughs> the Schools Chicago Students Deserved call for teachers to be treated as professionals for fully staffed schools with nurses and social workers and four lower class sizes. So even in like their last round of negotiations, negotiations that they went on strike for just last year or just last, I guess last fall be over a year ago, 2019, um, the, the mayor, the city CPS said, we don't want to put a, put a nurse in every school. We don't want to pay for that. 
which is fucking insanity. Like, can you, which is insane. Right. Like, what? What do you? Nurse is supposed to drive around from place to place. Right. Like, we we're in the middle of a pandemic now, and they still don't want to put nurses in every school. Right. Which, which, like, if you grew up in a in a suburban area, is just like, wait, what, what do you mean? There's not a nurse in the school. Like, it's just it's just incomprehensible to someone who's who grew up in a. <clears throat> Uh, really, almost in any school, like it, it's just that that it, that's fucking insanity. They're fucking kids, right? They're, 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 they're kids. They're they're idiots. They fucking, fucking fall off chips things. In their eyes. Right. You know, they're fucking rubbing germs all over the place. Like you, you've got to have a nurse with his or her own office right. with a fucking with a, a sick bed. You know, kids get fucking sick. They got you got to take them out of there. Decide whether the mom's gonna come pick them up. Or dad's gonna come pick the kid right, up, right. right? You pull the sick kid out of class. So they don't infect anyone. You you take their temperature. You've got you know first aid shit. Like you need someone there in the fucking. Sc- you've got three hundred kids in the building, and you don't have somebody there who's who is a a trained medical professional to treat any kind of you know first aid or or just to diagnose them uh, in a pandemic. Like how do you know if they've got COVID symptoms or not if you don't have a fucking nurse there? Right. You don't have time to drive somebody in from another school. No. And if you do, they might not even be on call because they're already busy with another kid. You need to have a dedicated nurse and a dedicated librarian and a dedicated teacher in every classroom. You can't you can't manage uh, a school district of, God, I think how much it is. It's 700,000 students, I believe wow. it is. Um yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's it's insane. It, uh, well, look, if you have, but if you have a nurse in every school, then how are the cops going to have like their fleet of tanks to roll down <laughs> the streets? Like, you know, the, right? But the, again, you know, all it, it it's one pool of money. It all goes somewhere, and <laughs> consistently, Democrats and Republicans, but especially shitty neoliberal Democrats in big cities, have prioritized funneling as much money as possible to their fucking right wing militias, the fucking cops. Like that's what they spend all of yeah. their money on. Well, the mayor wants to ha- uh, pay $30 million a year to make sure there's a Chicago police officer in every Oh, Chicago oh why don't we teach them that maybe they could do some some, some fucking first aid? And... Yeah. Well, you know, you want a cop there to do CPR on a 10-year-old girl after he body slams her to the floor. Right, right, right. He'll be good right. at it. Like, he just, you know, he throws her on the floor and then he starts punching her chest over and over. That'll, yeah. that'll revive her, probably. Then he walks around in a circle for a while, texts his union boss, you know, <laughs> then eventually checks her pulse. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, calls an ambulance. Right, right. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, that's and that's a real shame uh, that she died, but... You know, uh, like you said, she and and even and that was even at a time. You know, of course, Barack Obama was president then, but that wasn't that around the time of the Wisconsin uh, teacher strikes, where he totally fucking hung them out to dry, where he acted like he would support them, and then totally fucking left um, them flapping in the wind. I, I I don't know about Wisconsin. I I you know right I've... right. I think I I I'm pretty sure it was twenty ten or twenty eleven. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But... Well, I know they had the huge. There was the huge uh, anti right to work labor rallies at the Capitol in um, Madison right before like the winter before Occupy Wall Street started. So right. that would have been two thousand eleven. Right. And that was that was they had like fifty thousand people at the Capitol for right. some of that shit. And that was all peaceful protest. They weren't there with a bunch of guns. Uh, they weren't there trying to kidnap and murder legislators, right? This was this was like a very forward-thinking labor movement, right? And, and this was drawing from everybody, you know, teachers and steel workers. It was it was everyone, 
Um, so definitely a, a broad uh, coalition, broad movement. Now a bunch of QAnon nutters. Right. And that was that was really it was like holy shit. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And then Occupy started. It was like fucking you know government went just full mask off and was like oh this is this is we we've got to come in here and like literally just Crush it. destroy it right democratic mayors got the call from the white house and said you shut that shit down right right and just brutalized them um yeah yeah it, it's just you know but the goal is to demoralize us it's it's to demoralize everybody and make it make you think that it's impossible to beat them and you know we, we know historically that it's not uh it just takes a lot of fucking work and a lot of repetitive you know attempts but eventually you know they can't you once you eventually win enough people to your cause like there's nothing that they can do to stamp it out because there's only so many of them like that's just you know well you know amazon this amazon warehouse in alabama if that kicks off then that'll be a huge victory of course then they'll try to shut that shop down Right, they'll just, they'll just say, close oh, that warehouse. We're not going to, yeah, we'll, we'll just, don't, we need to open up other warehouses, other places. We don't need this one anymore. Right. Because it's uh, for the sake of efficiency. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's why you got to have a, a movement that is everywhere. I saw, but they uh, just, uh, I, it's insane how many fucking warehouses they're opening without even like, they, I, I remember it used to be kind of a big news story, like locally, it would be like, oh, Amazon's opening a warehouse and they're going to bring 5,000 jobs to blah, 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 neighborhood. Now it's so low key and so like down. I literally was coming home from work the other day and it was like, I guess, darker than usual. And I looked to my right, like right before I got off my exit and there's a massive Amazon sign, like an Amazon warehouse. And I'm like, there's an Amazon warehouse like three minutes from my house. And I had no idea it existed, but it popped up in the last, I presumably six months. Like <laughs> it's fucking insane how quickly yeah, they're well, buying. They, these. They've relied on really you know, these mega warehouses, right, right, out in the suburbs where land's cheap and nobody gives a shit. But now, in order to meet the demand that they've created by becoming a monopoly, um, they've got to have smaller and smaller warehouses closer and closer into urban centers. Right. But they're running into resistance now because despite everyone wanting to buy shit on Amazon, they don't want Amazon warehouses on their street because they don't want the extra traffic. <laughs> so... <laughs> Once again, it comes back to cars. Fuck. All right. Well, um, yeah. So I th- let me just look at my notes here. Yeah, I think I hit everything I wanted to hit. Um, One last little thing. Yeah. Uh, we had another noteworthy <coughs> thing in the news here that the uh, International Criminal Court just had a ruling that it has decided it has the authority to investigate and prosecute war crimes committed in the occupied territories. Right. Right. Of Gaza and West Bank. Which, of course, Netanyahu wasted no time in, in denouncing that court ruling, calling it anti-Semitic. Oh, weird, weird. Uh, you know, yeah. I, and, and he said that the, the, the that ICC, tactic. the International Criminal Court, who tried all the Nazis at the Nuremberg trials, has no authority over Palestine because Palestine, Palestine isn't a state. So, therefore, we can do all the war crimes we want there. Right. And, well, you know, of I'm course... Sh- right. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, just I'm sure our new Secretary of State's going to really put his foot down with Netanyahu and make sure that uh, that the ICC's 
uh decision is upheld though right because anthony blinken uh yeah now of course as we talked about uh the couple weeks ago when we talked about his confirmation anthony blinken is one of the most rapidly pro-israel uh individuals i think that we've seen in that seat in a long fucking time like so the state department did put out a a uh a statement in response oh, good. to to the ICC asserting its authority. Um, they previously had said they had serious concerns, but after the ruling came down, uh, their spokesperson said, as we made clear when the Palestinians purported to join the Rome Statute in 2015, basically Palestine just said, we're joining the ICC, and we said, no, you can't. And it's like, well, how can you tell another country they can't join? <laughs> and anyway... Uh, as we stated then, we do not believe the Palestinians qualify as a sovereign state and therefore are not qualified to obtain membership as a state or participate as a state in international organizations, uh, entities, or conferences, including the ICC. So this is the Biden administration. Right. This is the Biden administration saying that these people are stateless uh, at best and are subjects of a, of a foreign country invading their land right right so they're basically just saying that Gaza and the west bank is israel now they've uh, they, as far as the biden administration is concerned israel has already annexed that land and uh, this coupled with the fact that i think uh yesterday they uh biden administration uh announced that they're still going to be seeking the extradition of julian assange on the uh on, for the crime of doing journalism so you know, just just really just thrilled that we're all able to get back to brunch and not worry about the horrible shit we're doing worldwide uh, right now because we have a Democrat in the office uh, who's doing like magnitude orders of magnitude worse things right now than even the shit that heinous shit that Trump was doing. So like, but but of course nobody's paying attention to it now. So just you know, great. No, they're they're. I mean, the the liberals on on Twitter are gleeful about it. Oh, and he searched troops in Syria. Somebody too. had that. Uh, somebody said, "I just realized I don't know who the Secretary of Education was, and I don't care, and I've never been happier not to know." Oh yeah, that was, that was literally they said that. Sarah Cooper, the the fucking talentless hack who has a million dollar Netflix show um, for doing lip syncing videos of the president on TikTok. So yeah, of of Trump of of yeah, you know, like. But of course, Netflix cancels uh, Michelle Wolf's show. Right. That was fucking razor smart good comedy right yeah so you know everything's fucking awful what can i tell you i got <laughs> I, got, I got nothing nothing inspirational to end on but um yeah i said i was gonna try to do a positive thing i guess the best we got is that amazon workers vote to uh to organize hopefully, yeah <laughs> um fingers crossed successful. but yeah so yeah all right well um i think that pretty much wraps us up this week uh, if you want to support the show, uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, we have Patre a Patreon at patreon.com slash move left, merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. The show is at move, uh, move left pod on Twitter. Uh, and I'm also on Twitter, believe it or not. It's been over a year. <laughs> also, fingers crossed that uh, don't, drink don't get don't get nuked right. by Jack again. Uh, but I'm at Twitter at Bike Slutty. And if you go there and scroll down, you can see a picture of the homemade pizza I made last night for National Pizza Day. Nice, nice. And I will be posting, uh, if I'm able to actually complete it, 
uh my workbench that i'm building uh hopefully today although i did get get my second covid dose today so i'm kind of anticipating yeah, gonna hit you like a ton being of being out of action tonight <laughs> so we'll, we'll see so wait how do you how do you build a workbench if you don't already have a workbench like how does that even work well no you just i bought you know a bunch of lumber i bought like eight no, two I, by four. I, I i'm kidding okay i'm kidding it's like how do you build a hammer unless you already have right, a hammer? right. What, like, do you, what do you nail the the, the chicken and the egg with? thing um yeah but yeah so we'll now see. i've been i've been in the in like all the covid shit i've been like browsing uh stuff because i've got like i've got a i don't have like a work room per se but i've got a huge kitchen and but like i've got like i've got like kitchen like i've got like, like only a couple drawers so i've got like a drawer that's got kitchen utensils and like hardware tools in the same drawer and it's really <laughs> annoying when i'm like oh i need a hammer and like oh those are fucking those are tongs for the grill and i really want to get a workbench and like get, like get all of my fucking because it's, it's not just like hardware tools i've got fucking bike tools and bike parts just littering my kitchen and every other room too and i really want to fucking get it. the problem is i get like the the workbench i want to get like you can't get it online because it's like out of stock fucking everywhere right because like every every guy who's like I'm bored is like hey <laughs> power tools <laughs> so yeah, like everything's <laughs> fucking unavailable <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly but yeah no I mean I I found this this really good plan I think it was like less than a hundred bucks worth of lumber and like some screws and you just put it together um, but they also sell like a hundred dollar kind of cheap you know the, yeah there, there's a bunch of of routes you can go but like for your you probably want like drawers for your like bike parts yeah. and, shit. and and you know if you ever work at a bike shop you have like the like the wall of bike tools right. like you keep all your shit on a wall so you can keep track of it so you have like the workbench i want has like a back to it and you oh got, yeah, like, yeah all the hooks on I it looked at one of those. and then it's it's got like a light built into the top of the wall behind the workbench right so I'm, I'm like really sold on having that so like nothing else I'm, will do, uh, I, I literally yeah so I, I think I know which one you're talking about it's like this kind of like I think it was an Olympia brand workbench but there's I think a bunch of people make that same style where it's like metal, black metallic where it's got drawers and it's got the light and it's got the pegboard mm -hmm. backing I exactly yeah exactly. I was gonna buy that it's, it's... but I, I found this workbench online which is this wooden one and I actually I'm gonna buy some pegboard and like hard like why i said almost said hard wire uh like nail it into into the concrete in the basement i'm gonna put like like fucking um furring strips up which are just like little wood strips and then just nail the pegboard to it uh so it's attached to the wall and then the workbench is gonna roll and then i have like a light like a shop light that's like a plug-in shop light that i'm gonna put above it so i'm gonna kind of create my own like version of that that's more uh mobile but yeah, that's that's that was also the so to be like a sex dungeon down there basically. Yeah, I guess for, pretty much. You know, <laughs> said pegboard, and I just started with imagination ran wild. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but no, that's you. It's really yeah, useful. So you got You got like a what's what's the fucking the saw that uh, might me a picture of it. Saw, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't cut your fingers up. No, no, shit. I'll, I'll be careful. The... It's good. It's 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 got a lot of redundant safety features. The blade guard like only comes off when you're depressing the 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 blade. So it's like. You, oh, you yeah. really have to no, be I a remember. fucking idiot to do that, but you know, you never know. <laughs> as as you move it, the thing moves. With right, the right, thing. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shop class, <laughs> right? But no, it'll, it'll be fun. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, on that note. <laughs>
time than now. 